You're listening to episode 48, the one where we dive into how we can best manage our emotions, what on earth is going on with our emotions in perimenopause, menopause and midlife because things do change and it can sneak up on us in very, very unhelpful ways. So take a listen, get your relationship right with your emotions in this episode. Kia ora. If you're a woman in midlife, this podcast is for you. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we tackle self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm. Celebrate this second stage of life and claim your authentic confidence and courage. Midlife is not a time to settle. It's a time to unleash your purpose into the world. Make an impact done your way without compromising your own well-being. I'm Megan Kerr, Mindset Coach, former psychosynthesis counsellor and craniosacral therapist. Are you ready? Let's begin. One of the big things that shows up for many of us in perimenopause is a change in our emotions. And because we've got this shift happening of lowering of estrogen and through that perimenopausal time we've got the up and down of the levels of estrogen. It doesn't just lower on a smooth even plane. It's quite bumpy and rock and roll and so then you see that reflected in what happens in our emotional self. So we might swing from irritability at anything and everything to feeling and being really tearful and crying and feeling very low for no apparent reasons, like like maybe a trigger has happened that wouldn't normally uh, invoke such challenging emotions. Or we might be sitting with just very, very low mood through that perimenopausal time, or we can find in midlife a rise of a generalized anxiety for us. And first of all, I want to say, if this is happening for you, my heart is with you. I I know how difficult this is. Obviously, I don't know how difficult your personal experience is. I've talked to so many women who have gone through something similar. And for myself, I had all of what I just mentioned at different times through perimenopause and it's shit quite frankly and honestly and I think if you're living with people that haven't gone through the experience as in all things in life right if they haven't gone through the experience then their understanding of what is going on for you will be really limited and therefore sometimes their empathy for what is going on for you can be limited as well or their solutions won't be as um, helpful as if, you know, they might understand the experience. And so the up and down of emotions and the challenges with our emotional self is a very, very common experience in midlife, generally speaking, and then also through that perimenopausal journey. And just to speak about the midlife experience, you know, I think when we're in that midlife phase and we, for me, I started to think of myself, I started to see myself as being older 
and literally I am older than I was five years ago or ten years ago but I could hear and feel these sneaky thoughts coming in of that I'm I'm getting old but let's be clear I'm 52 and I'm hoping I will get to be a lot older so I think that those thoughts arising for me were less than helpful and or less than productive and and actually serve to shift my own self-confidence towards myself and but with anything that comes up in perimenopause emotionally psychologically there's an opportunity in this and for me there was an opportunity to look at well how do I value myself you know is my self-value and my self-worth based on my appearance based on what other people think of me based on how I see myself in the world and of course it was of course it was because that's really normal and natural for that to be the case for us as human beings right it's developmentally appropriate that that was what my self-worth was in part based on and the piece I want to speak about that I think is super exciting is that when we come into midlife and perimenopause does the job for us because we've got that hormonal shift happening, we start to be able to connect with a deeper sense of self, a more authentic experience of self-worth and self-confidence. The midlife time gives us an opportunity to access a uh, a much deeper sense of self. So there's this massive opportunity in midlife to grow a more authentic, more resilient sense of self and self-worth. That's the opportunity. But before we get to that destination or that part of the path of the journey, what we're going through is very, very rocky terrain where our hormones are a bit all over the place, a bit unrecognizable to us. And we might not have had depression prior to perimenopause, but suddenly it might show up. We might have managed our anxiety or the anxiety that shows up in our body prior to perimenopause. But when perimenopause hits, it's like doubled up on its intensity and managing it is a whole next level experience or I want you to know that you're not alone that this is a really common experience and I think it's so so important for us to talk about it I know from my experience with my mother none of it was talked about she might have talked about it with her friends a little bit but it certainly was a well-kept not a well-kept secret in my family that she was going through a really difficult time and for all experiences in our life whatever our difficulty is if we can connect with others and communicate with other people about what's going on for us it relieves some of that burden and takes the sting out of it eases some of the pressure that's why as women we talk to one another we talk sometimes a lot sharing our experience this is a quality that we have as women in conversation in community even the most introverted of us will at different times take benefit from sharing with maybe one other person about our experience so that's the first piece with our emotions 
And the second piece I think that's really important is to understand how intertwined our emotional self is with our physical body. So whatever's going on in our physical body will affect and impact our emotions and our psychology. It's just the way our system works because we're a complete system, right? We're not these separate parts, although we can identify our different experience in these separate parts. We are a complete system. So, for example, I used to get fairly frequent migraines. And when I had those migraines, obviously my body was under stress physically. There was probably more inflammation being triggered in my system than there was at other times. And during those times, my emotions and my psychology were awful, like so bad. The thoughts that would come up in my mind were just so awful and from the gutter and you just wouldn't want, never want to say them to somebody that you knew, but my mind was saying them to me. My emotions were just so difficult and devastating in that moment. And it took me time to learn that actually what I was experiencing in those moments in terms of my mind, in terms of my emotions, was simply an expression of what was going on in my physical body and that I didn't need to fix the feelings or the mind in that moment when I was having those migraine experiences, right? I didn't have to fix them. I could just let them be and I also didn't need to believe them. And I think we can expand that out to include our general experience going through menopause because we've got the big fluctuations of hormones we've got the change that's happening in our brain and in our nervous system on a physical level through midlife through perimenopause and so we've got these changing emotions as well and so I think it's really important to be able to put them in their place to be able to create some space with them and like my experience with the migraines previously in my life, not believe that data that was showing up in my emotions and in my mind, by which I mean the thoughts and the feelings, just to not believe them and not feel like I have to fix them in the moment was incredibly liberating for me. And what I learned to do And what I support clients to do is to, in that moment, instead of trying to fix the thoughts or fix the feelings, what if we can give some space with them, not believe them, and actually tend to the self, tend to ourself and nurture ourself in that moment? What if we did that? How helpful would that be? And tending to ourselves and nurturing ourselves might be reaching out to someone, a friend, a loved one for support, korero, some kind of conversation where we're sharing our experience. Always choose someone that can hold space without trying to fix things for you, right? That they can be spacious and hold space and hear you without needing to fix you or that I somehow either in reality or in how I'm treating myself tuck myself up in bed with a warm drink and take care of myself while this is happening 
So I think it's really useful to separate the experience of the difficult emotions from myself. Because when I can separate them out, not necessarily suppressing the emotions, which is completely how we've been conditioned to do feelings, but creating space and just popping them over there so you can see them but then also really looking after yourself and taking care of yourself using soothing self-talk can be really helpful. We support ourselves through that experience. And like you'll know if you know you've gone through menstrual cycles and premenstrually we can have quite a low emotional state sometimes some of us. We know that that passes in time. We know that that soothes and eases off once we get that next flux of hormones coming through on the early days of our cycle. And so having that similar approach in perimenopause, although it's just not regular through perimenopause, we can't predict when the emotions are going to be settled or neutral again, let alone bright and sunny and positive. We can't predict that. But what we can do is give ourselves support, not blame ourselves that this is happening. You haven't done anything wrong to cause this. I see this for clients that I work with, and I certainly experience it for myself, that when I can give some space with my feelings, experience, and actually come home to myself, it gives us sort of an experience of slowing down inside me which is is nurturing and calming and settling and soothing which is actually what our our nervous system and our body is calling for in those moments yes you haven't solved the problem of whatever that emotion is whether it's anger or irritability or melancholy or sadness you haven't solved that problem but my my theory is that we can just give space to those feelings and then turn to ourselves and nurture ourselves and support ourselves because the feelings and the emotions are they'll change they'll go they'll come back they'll they are temporary even if they feel like they're going on forever and trying to suppress them and shut them down make them go away doesn't really work And in perimenopause, we need to ask ourselves, well, I think we need to ask ourselves, what can I do to support myself in this moment? What are the needs I have here in this time, in this experience? How can I get those needs met? And remember, if if someone else isn't meeting those needs for you, we can still find a way to support ourselves And that might mean reaching out for help. And it's an opportunity to learn how to be with our emotions in a different way through perimenopause. What worked before, how we've been conditioned to shut down, shut out our emotions, doesn't necessarily work in perimenopause. So we need to find a different way to relate to our feelings. These couple of strategies that I've given on this episode are a really, really powerful way to start. So not believing everything our mind or our feelings tell us, understanding that even though they don't feel like they are, they are temporary, creating space with our feelings, 
and then turning to the self and nurturing and nourishing the self. So how we be with our emotions is more important than what the emotions are when it comes to looking after our emotional health through perimenopause and menopause. So how we be with our emotions, how we look after ourselves, how we nurture ourselves is so, so key through this time. If we were raised with not a lot of that in our early life, then it will be something that we need to kind of learn again how to be kind to ourselves. And if we didn't have a lot of that nurturing or kindness when we were growing up, we might notice that we have an inner dialogue which has a similar edge or harshness to it that is similar to the tone our parents used. We might notice that that inner dialogue, that inner voice pops up just very subconsciously. Well, in this time now, because your system is showing you where you can improve your relationship, where you can heal your connection with yourself, that's an area we can look at and, and just be really conscious about. We can journal, You can journal about it. You can consider, do I really want to talk to myself like this? It really starts with becoming super aware of our internal landscape. And, and I know you might say to me, I've just had enough of all of this chaos inside myself. It's gotten so much worse through perimenopause. I get that. I really do get that. There, there are some times though when journaling, like free journaling, a stream of consciousness can be really helpful for getting what's inside our head onto paper. So if you're feeling like particularly stuck or stagnant or controlled by feelings and thoughts through this time, then journaling can be helpful as well. Just to know that when we look at the levels of self, and so when I was doing my psychosynthesis training as a counsellor, one of the maps and models that we used was an egg diagram. And so we can all, you know, you can picture an egg diagram. And at the top section, the top third of that egg was the superconscious self. And then in the middle section of that egg was the middle conscious the personality, the everyday self. And then at the bottom section of the egg was the subconscious self. And we we have a reasonable understanding of that middle layer section of the egg, right? Of the personal self, of the middle self, of the conscious, the middle consciousness. And maybe we have a some experience of the subconscious self. But I think what really helps us in this time is in whatever way you can connect to, connect to that upper part of the egg, which is the superconscious self, which might be the non-personal self, which we might call the universal self. Beyond that, we might name that as spirit life, consciousness, the infinite self is a way that I talk about it. Being able, finding a way to connect with the more than of who you are is one of the gifts and the promises of this time of life. And I don't know, it might not feel like it is right now for you, but that 
opportunity, that doorway is there. And, you know, when, we, when we're invited in, and if we, you know, had just a glimpse of the love that the universe has for us, that life or the creator or creation has for us, all of that other stuff in that moment feels less huge and perhaps less huge because we know that we are more than that. You're more than your thoughts. You're more than your feelings. You're more than your emotional self. Whatever your beliefs are beyond this personal world and beyond your personal self, I think this is why meditation has been so helpful for me through perimenopause and menopause. Well, actually through my whole life, if we're being really, really honest. But because meditation supports us to open up to a bodily experience of the self beyond the personal self, it somehow we're letting in that infinite love and energy and when we let more of that in to us it it fills in the gaps you know and it it supports it does support a resilience it supports an understanding of who we truly are beyond the personal self not to get too super woo woo here but there's an expansiveness and an experience that is available to us um that I generally I access through meditation or is available to me when you know my body and myself is settled and I can feel that expanded consciousness and I know when we're going through perimenopause it feels like that any experience of that peace is sort of goes away a lot because we're dealing with all of those symptoms but the promise is on the other side of this when you're through perimenopause, when you're coming into menopause and, and your hormones are settling down, there is a self, a sense of self-worth, a sense of the infinite nature of life and your intuition and your gut instinct that becomes very, very real once again. Almost like that, that intuition or that gut instinct that we used to have when we were a child if you had an experience of that, it becomes available to us in that big way as an adult again, but not, not with the so much with the, the fantasy or that, that similar kind of imaginative play as a child. We're still in, in our adult body, but there's, a, there's an opening that happens, and I haven't seen a lot written about it. I'm really basing this off of my experience and some other women who are very much on the other side of menopause, that there is an there's a deepened relationship with the infinite self available and that is such a beautiful thing. So my friend, we have gone from emotions looking at our emotions to the experience of the infinite self. And it might seem like the they're worlds apart, but I kind of don't think they are, because if we're looking at that spectrum of of human experience, down one end we've got the the very very personal or the self with the small s, and then down the other end of that spectrum of experience we've got that more difficult to talk about experience of the the expanded self or the self with the capital S. That's, that's how I was taught 
about it, which is more difficult to talk about. But I think if we can navigate with our emotions and kind of open up to, yeah, this this is a weird old time, especially at the beginning of perimenopause. But midlife in and of itself is this incredible opportunity to open up to you who is who has a clearer sense of agency, who is more open to an infinite experience of life. And it is difficult to talk about that without it sounding super woo-woo or super out there. And so I don't talk about it that much anymore because it sounds kind of, I don't know, it can sound cliched, but it's still a lived experience, right? And so we, we make attempts to talk about it in the best way that we can. And I know that I'm falling short of the mark, but I, I hope that it's sort of oaked in you um, a feeling or a sense experience of what that's like and, and the nourishment that we can receive from that connection with the infinite self. There is no moral to this story. <laughs> There is no tidy, neat way to wrap up this. I will end by saying that even though I'm all about growth and evolution and self-inquiry, I also hold very dearly that you are you're a perfect, infinite being, just as you are. And those two statements and perceptions can coexist at the same time, and I believe that they do. And I think that it, that it helps us to hold both of those consecutively within us and to live our lives from that perspective. I think that gives us space to look after ourselves when we need to, gather and support when we need to, and also have some kind of felt sense experience of the impermanence of emotions and the the infinite strangeness of life but i say that in an all-filled way all right my friends i hope that's been helpful it's been a bit of a wander through from emotions to the infinite self if you want to know what to do from this conversation how to sort of embody this more go and do one of my guided meditations on my website i think that would be a really beautiful way to have an experience of what we've been talking about and if you're a woman in midlife and if you're still listening now then I want you to know that I've got my midlife upgrade course it's a new course we've just run the pilot round had some incredible feedback from the pilot round and the course starts on the 30th of October for the next round I've really structured this so that it takes you on a journey of transformation and of discovery and connection to yourself so that you can live your life with confidence and courage and calm because you deserve it, my friend. And I know that midlife can be challenging. It's certainly held its challenges for me. And this was the course that I wanted when I was going through my earlier stages of midlife and this was the support that I needed and so I've created it into a course because 
I'm, I just love supporting women, love supporting you on your journey. So if you're interested, uh, find out more, jump on the wait list on my website, megancare.co.nz forward slash course. Uh, I'll see you over there. Have an amazing, amazing day and I'll talk to you next week.